Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to episode 4 of season 2 of Kunna Tuhaf. Today's guest is uh, very, very popular and uh, oh. due to uh, popular demand, uh, she is on the podcast, of course. And uh, like, obviously, I couldn't forget her. So um, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself, uh, uh, who you are and what you do. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I think I accidentally um, spoke through that. Sorry. Um, Assalamu alaikum. My name is Hayat Belhaj. Also the creative and painter behind, whoa, my voice is shaking, Hayat Art. And besides painting, I'm currently completing my degree in sociology and criminology. So that's a very quick summary of me. <laughs> the famous Hayat Art. Famous. Uh, so to start off, um, how do your paintings come to be? Like, what is your thought process? What is your creative process? How does everything come to be the famous Hayat art paintings? If you say the famous Hayat art, <laughs> um, pretty much everything. I feel like my thoughts and, you know, whatever mood I'm in, it's a bit of everything, really. I can't pinpoint one specific concept that influenced or inspired my artwork, but... It's definitely culture, as everyone can probably tell by now, yeah. um, and mainly Libyan culture and my Amaziri heritage, which I'm still educating myself along the way, by the way, because I'm not too, like, educated on it. Um, although, like, I am from Yifrin, which is Amaziri. Wait, it's like the right word to use? Yeah. Uh, in the English belt. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I wasn't born there and I didn't live there, so I don't know the language the the you know العادات والتقاليد is a bit is different from Drablis. Yeah. So overall Libyan culture as a whole. Exactly. Um, and yeah, because I was born in Tripoli and I came to the UK when I was two. Same and I remember. I was huh? born. I was born in Trablis and then we moved to Canada when I was a year old. Oh, amazing! Um, so finally, someone I can relate to there. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. I know this is going to sound really weird, but I didn't know that I was from Yifrin <laughs> until like, I think we were, I was like seven and we went to Libya for the summer, like every year. And then my dad was like, oh, we're going to go on a road trip. And I was like, okay, you know, it's in the mountains and it seemed cool. And then we got there and he was like, so this is where you're from. <laughs> and I just remember my face just being really like confused because I, even though we go to the summer, uh, go to summer, go to Libya every summer. I'm used to, you know, Maidan Shahada, I'm used to Medina Qadima, I'm used to Sarai al Hamra. Yeah, yeah, I'm just used to Travis as a whole. Um, so I was like, we're from the mountains, and there was like, um, no shops, even, even on the way there. I was like, where is the shops? Where is basically a whole new different lifestyle? Um, no city life, of course, it was just very different. So, very calm, even though I am from yeah. What did you say? Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's very common, like village-like. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, if people have seen the houses in Yifrin, um, just like, you know, holes, there's a lot of holes and some houses don't even have doors on it. And like one room leads to another. Um, beds are different. Like you sleep on the floor mainly. Uh, art and like house, what's it called? Like house art and your, your kitchens and 
basically everything in the house is different. Um, and I remember when I first went there, I was like, I don't want to be here. <laughs> and I was like, take me back. There was no internet. Yeah, it was just a whole different thing. So I just want to point that out that even though I am a Maziria and I am from Yifrit, I am not still 100% educated in that part. Basically. Right. And then that pretty much you try to incorporate, you try to learn more and then incorporate that into... Into my art, um, yeah. So you would say culture is a giant influence on, yeah, on your definitely. work. Definitely. I feel like that's become, that's very recent of me though, because my art, I've obviously done it my whole life, as cliche as that sounds, but I've not always done art on like culture-based, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. What what else what else do you think is like a big influence on you or like on your artwork or on yourself as a whole? Um, I feel like I feel like it's just like my daily life. Um, just depends on the day, my mind space, my mood really. Like when I um so obviously when I grew up, when I grew up I wasn't painting one specific thing, but I remember my first piece of art was in reception, which is just before year one or first grade as you say um and I painted a vase of flowers and it was just like the first thing that I created and it was just it was just a random piece we weren't given like a theme to follow you know I just said oh let me paint a vase of flowers and I remember it being chosen um out of the whole class and it was actually hung up in my primary school <laughs> um that was like my first you know famous moment if you want to call it that but what's funny is as a kid I didn't really take that in and I remember not caring and I was like, why, why my work? <laughs> Take it down. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like everything. And then I did GCSE art and I, um, I remember we were doing nature or something like that. And we had like a lot of plants around the school to begin with. So we did observation paintings. So I paint, I've, I've been painting everything really. We did landscapes, we did plants, we did food which was different for me <laughs> what's different though in GCSE when I was doing these observational drawings they weren't actually paintings they were drawings um they were fine liner drawings so I only used one medium so I only used fine liner and I loved it though which is a bit weird because I didn't have to shade um I didn't have to do a lot with just one pen do you know what I mean so I loved I loved doing that and then Funny enough, culture really started when lockdown first hit, really. Because that's when I had all the time and I said, okay, let me, you know, sit down. What can I, what can I practice, basically? Not what can I put out there. I just wanted to practice it for myself. Um, and then when I thought it was, when I felt comfortable and I thought it was good enough for it to be put out there, I just carried on with it. And I, I remember the first... I think it was the first Libyan painting she went everywhere really <laughs> and I was like okay this is this is what people want to see I, it wasn't before that because I recall you were doing cultural pieces like a little while back before lockdown cultural pieces as in Libyan pieces yeah or not at all I think are we talking about do you remember I did one on the Farashia but the Farashia was a Libyan flag that was before lockdown, yeah. But it wasn't until lockdown where you started to do more and more and more. Yeah, lockdown, I 
that's where okay lockdown is where my non-facial portraits started began. to blossom basically yeah. you know it's funny is that, that i was actually doing faces <laughs> it, yeah you know what's funny is that that seems so long ago right? Honestly, i didn't feel like that was a year ago Oof. do you know you know my non-facial portraits yeah haven't hasn't even been a year yet wallahi that didn't i didn't click <laughs> I, I was going through my archives on Instagram and I realized my first ever one that I posted um, was July 2020. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I yeah, honestly, so it's been a couple of months. It seems like so long ago. Right. It's, I feel the same. I think it's because I, like I said, with lockdown, I had all the time and I finished second year uni really early. So this time last year, I was free. Now I'm, everything's piling up. But this time last year, I was free and I was, you know, doing my research and finding my art style, which is also important. And I'll talk about that. But um, yeah, so I just went out and practiced different things until I found out, even though growing up, I actually used to draw faces, like real faces. Uh, I used to sketch as well with pencil and everything. But then I was like, I don't really like that. And when I did it without the face, I was like, it kind of looks complete to me. So I just kept it as that. Why? So you just felt it? It wasn't for any other reasons other than your personal opinion? Yeah, I remember. So so when I had my page at the very beginning, um, it wasn't Haya Art with the seven. It was actually so basic and it was disgusting. Um, <laughs> but it was Hayat with like three T's and then art, like that is the most basic name I could ever think of. Um, but I, I wasn't too focused on the name, that's the thing. I just remember I just wanted to make a page for myself to showcase my art right. and no other reason, just Liene, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and I did, yeah, I did paintings with faces before and I had, I don't know, I think I had like 200 followers at the time wasn't big and I wasn't doing anything with my paintings I was just doing it for myself and I had messages about you know religion religion like related about faces and you shouldn't do it and why and stuff like that but the thing is the good thing is that the people who came with me came to me sorry um through dms actually sent me links and videos about why I shouldn't be painting faces to begin with so, right. so it wasn't like why are you painting faces don't you know it's prohibited forbidden in Islam stuff like that it was they actually came with material and resources and actually you know actual reasons mm. and I remember reading it and I watched a video and I was like this makes sense but I how do I explain like I watched it and I said okay you know like you can't kind of argue with it in a way yeah. um but it kind of took me a while to process that anyway so at first I shouldn't have done it but at first I was like I took it a bit personal <laughs> um, and I was like, no, I'm, I don't know. Like, I don't know who, who to trust, who to like, who to take information from, stuff like that. Because obviously these days everything's on the internet and everyone says whatever they want. Um, so that's, that was a scare bit. So yeah, I took it a bit personal and I, <laughs> it took me a while to process it. And I was like, no, I'm going to carry on painting whatever I'm painting. Like, this is, you know, this is my work. This is my page, whatever. Um, I sound like an idiot when I think about it but then I just when I when I painted my non-facial portrait paintings I wasn't thinking of that though like I I had put that aside 
and I was just um, with the Libyan ones. I was focusing more on on the clothing and the jewelry and the there. And I said, okay, I'll come back to the face later. And then I finished it. And with my paintings, obviously the gold jewelry, as everyone can tell, it's very you know out there. And it's actually the last thing that I like to paint because I feel like it finalizes everything. Um, so when I painted the jewelry, I just put it up and I just stood back and I was like, this looks. This looks complete. And do you know what's funny is that I didn't find it weird looking without the face. I was like, this actually looks good. And when I first posted it, it just blew up really. Because it works. It just yeah. works. You know what I mean? Like there's some things that like, you know, when you look at something, you feel like there's something missing. Like you don't get that feeling. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. And it's got instinct as well. Like if I ever had a feeling you know, whatever. then I feel like I, I do need to do that. But with this one, everything just went smoothly, really. Right. So um, how do you, how does your painting process go? Like, how does it go from thought to... To canvas. <laughs> yes. So with, so what I can speak about mainly now is the paintings, like the ones that I do on, Libyan women and men and Libya in general really but so a lot of it is from family like old family pictures but um also vintage Libya of course big up vintage Libya but I think the first <laughs> I can't sorry I can't do this episode without shouting him out but definitely definitely because the first the first painting that we were speaking about was from a photo of his page do you know what I mean so right first two because I remember doing like a, a set of two that matched mm -hmm. together so yeah <laughs> big him up but um yeah so as well as his page and um North African Middle Eastern as well so the Middle Eastern North African Instagram pages uh, I take a lot from my old like family and extended families photo albums and my grandma's old photos because we've got a whole lot of them <laughs> um but I changed them up a bit because obviously most of them are still black and white still very old and traditional some of them are not even like they're basically like half ripped you know they're very old but I just kind of take them um I kind of I don't know like I it's really weird but my art when I first did it in GCC wasn't normal for some people like I had a bit of an abstract look to my work so I wanted to add that to my paintings as well but I remember like showing my parents and my aunt when she saw my work and stuff like that she's like you know where's the faces or what is that and why did you add that color and stuff like that company so yeah. yeah so I kind of look at it and in my head I think Sadiq mentioned this in his episode but like the creative eye is very strong mm -hmm. so sometimes I don't even have to look at everything together but I can look at them one by one at different times and just imagine how they would look like together and then I would you know put it down in pencil because I'm such a perfectionist I don't like to paint straight away um a lot of people are like oh you sketch your paintings out first I didn't know that but I do that out of preference um so I like to sketch it out because I don't like mistakes <laughs> and um you want to paint in between the lines there, I the colors. yeah <laughs> definitely yeah definitely I'm I'm like <laughs> my friends are tired of me when it comes to perfecting my work but it's also it's not even like my work when I take pictures I just there's specific ways I like the angle you know like mm -hmm. if I give you my phone and you start 
putting it landscape and stuff. Just give me my phone back. Yeah, cropping and editing stuff out, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I sketch it out and then Minaradi, I kind of I kind of put colours that work together, but at the same time, when I want to you know like try something out of my comfort zone I'll, sometimes I'll put mad bold colors that won't suit but I just it just feels right does yeah. that make sense and yeah. then jewelry for I love gold <laughs> as in like the gold acrylic paint that I have is like my best best friend I have it right behind me um <laughs> but um not all you know like uh their colors suit gold jewelry so I've done the silver jewelry as well and sometimes there's a mix of both so, which looks a bit mad in the sun as well because they're very they're sparkly. Yeah, very. Yeah, it was my favorite part. <laughs> but that's pretty much how I put my work together. If that answers the question. So, moving forward, what was it like for you? Like I know you talked about it a little bit, but what was it like for you coming together with your entire? like creative identity how was like what what drove you to further make yourself better at it like mm -hmm. so like my journey with it growing up yeah pretty much yeah um yeah <laughs> so as I said as cliche as it sounds I've been doing it since I can remember really but I I like literally sat down and planned ideas and stuff at GCSE when I picked it uh, when I picked art for GCSE um, and yeah so that was that was like the main that's what like stemmed my creativity I feel like because we looked at you know we studied different artists um, what materials they use we read about them we had to like make a whole portfolio that was my coursework basically so I had like a fat book with different artists, different types of work. And I remember we had, with each artist, we'd pick our favorite like work from them and recreate it ourselves. So yes, it's, you know, um, Picasso's work, but I'm gonna, you know, alter it slightly and make it look a bit different. Um, but the good thing is, is that we did have to do research. So we couldn't just sit down and copy a painting and say it's ours, you know? So we had to find out um, like a bit of background, what he used, what he or she used, um, the ideas behind that work and stuff like that. And what helped a lot was my teacher. Um, I had the best art teacher and I can't like express that enough because our class was small as it already was. So in terms of time, she was, you know, running around everyone trying to help everyone, but she also didn't give us, didn't set us specific tasks. So she's like, do whatever you want. And that helped me think because I, like, alhamdulillah, I was told I had really good ideas um, in class. So, yeah, in terms of her giving me the freedom to paint whatever I want and how I wanted to paint it, definitely plays a big role in why I paint now in the first place. So I did my own, I would do my own research, I would choose my own materials. I remember my final piece was about identity and <laughs> that's also very personal. Um, and I remember, I think I drew a portrait of myself and then very basic, the Libyan flag in the background. Um, oh my God, I think I painted like a plate of mbatton or something. <laughs> it's my favorite food. Um, 
yeah and just like it was like a mind map but a painting if that makes sense that was my final piece as well did your but then did your dad like push you to keep going into art because i know he's an artist himself as well Mashallah. yeah did he start pushing you to 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 dive deeper into it or did he just you know let what? you do you i think he just let me do me um I FaceTimed him earlier today and we were actually speaking about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he never, he never like enforced art on me because he didn't do it as a full-time thing in the first place. He studied accounting and my mom studied pharmacy in Libya, mashallah. So in terms of choosing art, he didn't do that. He just did that growing up in his spare time like I'm doing now. Um, so yeah, it was never of, you know, pick art and do this it was actually the opposite I remember when I was applying to university and I was like oh my god I don't know what I want to do like this is a whole degree I'm not wasting three years you know so mm-hmm. I, I was like oh I love art and I've I just finished GCSE um didn't do it for A level just because of time consuming reasons um and my other subjects which is <laughs> would have been hell um but so I was like okay I, I might want to do art for uni and then I forgot like how specific university is so you know there's history of arts there's different types of arts and I remember I was like okay I need to find a way to convince my dad that this is academic <laughs> and I was like to him very history of art you know like when you know just focus on the history bit don't don't even focus on the art bit and then I remember I, I researched it at unis and I was like this is disgusting yeah <laughs> this is not what I want yeah it's it's different it's so different as like you know you realism and different types of arts and I was like I'm not doing that man I'm not doing that for three years um so in that in that sense he didn't want me to pick it like he he didn't want me to do art-based subject at uni um which you would think is weird because he paints but like I said he didn't do that as as a degree himself anyway um but coming back to that I'm so happy I didn't pick an art-based subject at uni because I always say this, it's a it's like a break from life. They don't look Literally. at the creative side of things. Like it's yeah, more yeah. of like the actual essence of it. Like um, yeah. like I know people in the music program, um, like it's not what I what you think it is. It's not like it's not like that at all. Yeah. You have to look at the instruments, the acoustics of it, what sound makes where, why does it make the sound that it does, the sciences of it, the history of 100%. it. Um, all, all the research and hard work that goes behind it. Literally. They just end up seeing the final piece. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they look at it and they're like, you know, what did you do? Yeah, yeah. Where's the face? Like me. <laughs> right. Where's the face? You know what I mean? But bro, like when I told you the, the patience, the, oh my God, the tantrums, the, yeah, everything like I'm gonna punch this canvas like literally I go through that stage all the time sorry I'm not that violent I just <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean I, yeah, yeah. a lot of time takes yeah yeah you have to take a lot of time with it and you you learn that as you go along so when like when I first started I was like this sounds so bad but like you do compare yourself to other people and you're like oh my god how do I do that how to go, how do I get to that stage and I feel like I'm going on a tangent. I'm so sorry. No, no, you're good. But, um, but yeah, like in terms of time, you have to be patient, man. With with art, yes, it's subjective. Yes, you know, people can 
paint a line and it gets framed in a gallery, but there's meaning behind it. Do you know what I mean? What did you find difficult when you began? When I began the page? Uh, no, like what did, when you began, or like first start, talk about like when you began your artworks that you do now, and then talk about when you started the page. Mm-hmm. Or your first page, actually. Yeah. Um, so when I when I was doing art in general, just for fun, like for myself, I don't think I found anything difficult because I didn't take it as serious. You know, I'm just putting pen to paper and colours and paints and splashing ink and stuff like that. I was just trying different materials and seeing what works for me, really. So I wasn't really, um, in a sense worried and I didn't really care about what I created I just wanted to create something that was at first an idea and now it's just in front of me but when I started the page there was a lot of difficulties in terms of like like I said comparison um which is mad because I feel like it's it's normal to compare yourself at first um but the most difficult thing I found was definitely finding my style when it came to painting, it took me a very, very long time. And because um, I am quite indecisive and very much a perfectionist, that didn't really help. Um, and I mentioned this because it's it's realistic. Like it's a real honest thing that I'm talking about when it takes time for someone to, you know, perfect their skill and kind of produce work that people look at it and they're like, oh, that's your work. Finding your style and what you're comfortable with is very, very important. And also people need to realize how um, you can't rush art. (laughs) Like as much as you think you can, you can't. And new upcoming artists, like it's very sweet when, you know, people send me messages and they're like, oh, how did you do this? How long did it take? More time, it takes long just because I procrastinate. You know what I mean? I could easily finish a painting I did yesterday today, but I can't balance everything at once. So I think it's really important that people know that it takes a lot of time and um, a lot of effort as well to find your style of art because it's not easy. I did, I feel like I didn't find my style of art until last July, like I said. And I've had, I remember, I think I made that account two years ago. Yeah, and I, I was just trying everything out, man. Because it's, it's hard find, trying to find the person you think you want to be. Because yes. you gotta have, like, لازم يكون عندك شخصية خاصة بك. You know, like you can't really copy others, mm-hmm. but like they inspire you. But you also want somebody to look at it and go, "Oh, well, that's Zahardines or that's Hayats." You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Fat difference between inspiration and copying, and with art, it's subjective. So. I don't know, I could, like I said, you know how when you, you've probably visited a gallery or museum and you see like a, a straight line and you're like, why the hell is that framed? But besides it, where they're writing what, like what it's called and what year it was um, made in and what it's about, that's when you begin to understand what it really is. And, um, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, okay, right? Straight, okay, straight line is a bit mad. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to um, lie. Like Sometimes I go to the gallery and I see some of those like artworks where it's like a line or something of the sort and i'm like, like a scribble yeah 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 i was like okay that doesn't make sense some of them like the like ones i look at where they're more contemporary where it's like a paint splatter or something like that like yeah those yeah. are like yeah those are nice is it worth 
five million dollars? Probably not. But mm-hmm. would I like to have it? Definitely. Like those that's, things I don't really understand. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Like sometimes when I touch back painting or a piece, and you're like, "Mate, I can do that at home." Like, do you know what I mean? But <laughs> it's just it's just the meaning behind it. Okay, it's, I think of it now. A scribble on a straight line is a bit mad, but it's true because go to a gallery or delga straight line for five million, mate. Like it's like it's there. It happens. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just some of that. Like, I, I, I totally agree with the artist's objective. Yeah. Um, Because I know some people will look at it like, uh, and it means something to them where it triggers something in them. Yeah. You know? Like, um, I, it, this isn't real, but um, I don't know if you've watched the show Daredevil. No. But I watched The Punisher, I'll tell you. And I didn't know it was related. <laughs> so, um. Uh, Fisk is the, the villain in the show and there's this painting it's just literally a white canvas with what it, what looks to be craters something of the sort and to him it just triggers when he was a kid and he just used to stare at the ceiling for days so like yeah some things like it just doesn't make sense to you and me but like I like yeah, I totally yeah. agree with it just sometimes triggers something in us where like oh it just reminds me of something or it just looks like something where something of the sort exactly it brings yeah it, it has a meaning behind it but Sometimes. like <laughs> but like your work is not really subjective you know what i mean mm-hmm. I, I feel like with your work at least like at least my personal opinion on it is it's very objective like you can definitely look at it and go this is what this is and we all have yeah. memories associated with what the, with the works that you paint like mm-hmm. we can definitely think of somebody who's worn it or know somebody who's worn it or we've worn it ourselves something exactly. like that you know um yeah and it's very objective and you can definitely tell from looking at it like that's Hayat's work you know? that's the best bit <laughs> and that's what took me a very long time yeah so um that's that makes me happy because like I've had so many people see my page reposted and they're like, oh, my God, well done. And I think, like, I wouldn't be tagged in it, so I wouldn't even know. Do you know what I mean? Right. And I'm that I'm just like, oh, thanks for noticing. <laughs> yeah. In terms, of, in terms of it being objective, that's the best bit that people can relate, you know, especially, um, like, a lot, of, a lot of the paintings that I'm in the works right now. Like, my latest one was of my mum. So it's, um, again, uh, in Amaziri traditional clothing, which is, different to some Libyans as well and that piece took me a while because also all the research and reading and asking questions that went behind it because I myself didn't know all the jewellery that she was wearing and she knew some but she didn't know the others so you know I had to do my own work on that <laughs> yeah because sometimes like we may know something but we don't know it like you know what I mean like yeah. well, and exactly. I know that it's handmade but what does this mean and what does that mean like it's like something yeah i'm just talked about like on, on his episode and like we've talked about like some things like you got like i feel like with nowadays you got to be conscious of everything yeah exactly like, it's not like you're putting it out there yeah. right it's so people that don't understand it so you can educate and, and teach them it's not only just so more like exactly that's the danger behind it 
Yeah, it's more so yeah. you can understand it. It means more when you understand something, you know, than just doing it to do it. For the sake of it, yeah, 100%. And I feel like, I feel like I wouldn't be comfortable and happy within myself if I put something out there that I didn't 100% understand. So with um, my latest piece that I put out there, I was actually speaking to Shada, who's amazing, and she educated me on some other bits as well. So she's the one who... I sent her the original photo of my mom that I obviously wasn't going to post. Um, And um, she was like, oh, she's wearing this and these, which are the beads that um, kind of, what's it called, are attached to the hair. And with with that lipser, your hair's in plaits most of the time. Um, So yeah, she was telling me the names of that in in, uh, our Amazonian culture, the the black like headband that goes across your forehead. Mate, like I'm being <laughs> full on honest here. My off the shelf of them, and I don't, I still don't know how to pronounce some of them. So it did definitely take me a while, but to actually research it in the first place was the first and biggest step I had to do. Did like in your household? Did you did you practice your language? Jbali, yeah, <laughs> absolutely zero percent. Because uh, I know what I, I think it is It's because of the Like I've, I've realized it now More so where A lot of like Wherever um, Whether it be or Like it, they, it was so suppressed For a very long yes. time 100%. A lot of them have lost it Like I have friends that are Swariya That don't even speak the language They just speak yes. Arabic they know where they're from. They can understand it, but they can't speak it. Yeah, and I and I did a university assignment on uh, around that, and I mentioned that as well because it was cut out. You know, education system, even expressing it through your clothing and your jewelry, you couldn't even do that. So not even names. Hatta mm-hmm. you couldn't name your kids Asami Amuziriya. Yeah, definitely. And um, I remember that actually relates to. My uncle, when when his wife gave birth, oh, gave birth, sorry, to two twin girls, some more from British Burley. and I remember when they were like, "Yeah, meet meet her and her," and I was like, "What? Like, what name is that?" And I was younger, and I was like, "You know, where's <laughs> where's the cliche names? I've never heard of that before." Um, so that makes that makes sense. And actually, I actually love, I actually love the names. Because they are different. Like, do you think, like, now as you grow older, do you feel guilty that you don't know enough and that's why you're trying to learn more now? Yes and no. Like, I don't feel guilty because, like, I don't know. I don't feel like it was in my control in the first place because I was raised in London, you know? I came when I was two, I was going to say born. Uh, raised in London so I don't even feel like my Arabi is perfected let alone like learn another language but definitely I do want to research and learn it myself I want to like take that as a task and do it myself and pass it on inshallah inshallah so um, going back to your art mm-hmm. um, did you like before you went into paint or after you went into painting, did you try doing other forms of art? Um, like, did you try digital, or is not so, is that not something you did, or is not some uh, 
is not something that you're going to be doing? Um, I'm definitely open-minded. Like I'm with art, I just, like I said, I've already previously tried out different mediums and different styles and stuff. So I'm not, you know, like just focused on one and, and say, I'm just going to do this for the rest of my life. I'm not going to do digital. That's not my style. That's the thing. Cause when I first started, I didn't even know what was my style. So I'm definitely open digital art. I've come across like quite recently a lot. Um, I've seen that it's very common and I, I love the look of it. But like I said, if I, if I do try it out um, and choose to take it any further, uh, then I definitely have to find, you know, make it look very unique and specific to what I do. But um, yeah, so previously I've, you know, I've done the, every, like nearly everything I feel like I've done. Uh, pencil sketches, like literally in your face with shading and all of that, ink, um, oil paints I haven't used I don't think I like oil painting um, no offense to anyone who does that but I just don't feel like it's my style I think the first time I tried it I did it wrong so from then I've been taking it very personal yeah <laughs> um, watercolor painting I used to love before I started acrylic but now I just I feel like I haven't picked it back up yet so I don't think I'll um like if I look at it, I'm like, nah, that's not gonna work and I'll just scrap it straight away. And um, gouache painting, gouache paint is a bit similar to acrylic, but it's like in between. So when it dries, you can, like if you make a mistake, you can paint over it, but it will mix. But with acrylic, you can fix the mistake, if that makes sense. So mm -hmm. ever since I made a lot of mistakes and I used that type of paint, I didn't like it because I never went back. <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, in terms of different like formats and digital art, I would love to try it, but um, just maybe not now. Just some things you just know suit you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, I talked about it like, uh, like with me in the first episode, like I tried doing so many things, <laughs> so many things. Like um, I tried, I was like, you know what? And then I'm going to go, um, I'm going to do photography. It's like, I'm, I think I'm going to do it. Cause my cousins were doing it in Libya. So I thought, you know what, let, let me try this. And yeah. uh, like, I have an eye, but like editing and all that is just, like, it just, you know, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't do it. It's not me. And then yeah. I tried doing, I was like, yo, let me go do fashion. Um, and I took like one summer, I was just researching and trying to think of designs. And I was like, I was like, this isn't, this isn't me. Like I can't, yeah. I could maybe think of ideas, but like, like artistically, I can't draw. So painting is not for me. Drawing is not for me. Designing is not for me. But the creative mindset. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I went and I was like, you know what? Let me, I, I was, I started watching all these like fashion YouTubers and I was like, you know what? Let me try, um, let me try doing these fashion, like making a fashion YouTube. And mm -hmm. someone had reached like one of my friends. His friends was making a fashion YouTube and he wanted a guest. So I was like, yo, let me go on there. And so I went and did that. And then after I was like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do that again. Mm -hmm. Like with fashion YouTube, it was very hard to be your own person. And I don't really like blogging and vlogging and doing it like everybody else. It just yeah. seemed like very cliche. Yeah, maybe I'm, a, I'm an entertaining person or maybe a creative person or whatever it be. But it's just... Uh, Mm -hmm. it's and then also was, for yourself 
yeah i was like i want to do something for me like i don't really care about who sees it yeah right? and then that was me when i first started so yeah definitely yeah, i agree and then i just marra mgamaz وجتني فكره to do a podcast and i was like you know what that's actually and i fell off the kalam ندوي هلبه i was like i can talk for days on whatever topic and in the beginning i really just wanted to do a podcast and call it like zahra's rants or Mm-hmm. something like that because like I, general yeah yeah like because i i i am interested in a lot of things like like mashallah you know like sometimes it's a bad thing because i like talk my way into things but um like i i like reading a lot and i want to know about everything yeah so curiosity yeah literally so like movies like tv shows fashion like i just want to talk about everything And I was like, nah, that's kind of lame. Like, everybody does that. Yeah. And then I just thought to do one on the Libyan creatives and then I went through different, like, asking people and things like that. And then um, I worked, I did the logo and then I just never did it. And yeah. then finally, in January, I was like, you know what? <laughs> to do it. Like, finally, it, alhamdulillah. It takes time to create the person you want to be, you know? And 100%. like I know, like you just said it. So like that becoming who you want to be, or the the road to becoming who you want to be, is not something that yomulela, you know. Exactly, it doesn't come easy. That's the best thing because you know how down from the this took you time and a lot of thinking and a lot of planning and mind mapping and stuff. So when like you you finally get to it and the final product is in your face you're like i did that yeah it and makes you feel even more proud right and then when you start seeing the like people noticing it and the positive yeah. comments and the feedback and things like that like they're like wow you know like 100% like this is this is what i did like this is my work you know um, yeah i remember <laughs> i remember like this is this is like very recent past the you know my work being out there and people knowing it's my work but I remember I was at work and my phone was in my back pocket and it was on silent and it was just vibrating and I was like what the hell like, is this an emergency like what's going on I ran to the toilet and I think it was um Tripoli street style that page mm-hmm. must have reposted my work and it just went yeah like everyone must have loved it I guess and kept getting messages and follows and stuff and I was like yo this is mad <laughs> like that's the most like what's it called most interaction I've had in such a short space of time a lot of Q&A's and you know what um what what's really nice though is when people ask me what is this painting about and why why did you paint this when I get DMs about that I actually really like it and I I get to tell them the personal story behind it so that's that's one of the many things I love about what I do it, it lets you show off who you are without showing off who you are you know yeah because like art the best thing about art in general is it's it's very expressive like that that's one of the reasons why like i i started this because you can look at someone's art and not know who they are or what they do or why they do it exactly. like you just appreciate it for it but okay. what is the story behind it like why did they do it like why why are they the person they are you know yeah 
And when you find out the background and all the information, it means more. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, do you, do you feel like it's necessary for you to do cultural pieces um, as part of your identity? Like, like you talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because you live far away from home, Gosh, I feel like I talked about everything in one answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely because, like, I feel like I in my head, the initial idea was to do the Libyan, like, traditional pieces in, like, one series, like, one theme, one series, and then I just didn't stop, really. So I think it is – wait, I'm so sorry. Did you say, do you feel it's important? Yeah, do you, like, do you feel like it's necessary? not necessary but I'm enjoying it at this point in my life so I feel like like I said it's kind of educating me and everyone else on this journey so I feel like I will carry on at this moment in time but I don't think it's necessary like I don't think in the long run inshallah that's just going to be what my work is about but because like before I paint I read about it and I understand it I just think it's important to for it to be, yes, a painting, but for it to be educational as well. But mainly, I feel like that's mainly starting with my Amazuhu pieces because a lot of my followers, alhamdulillah, are, are Libyan and know what the Bedla Libya is. Let me say Libya. <laughs> Sorry mm-hmm. about your at. <laughs> but, um, and there's there and the, everything else. But when it comes to the Amazuhu clothing, they don't know much about it, like I said. So in terms of it being necessary, no, but it being a big part of why I do, yes. Do you think you're going to keep doing cultural pieces as times move forward, just in general? Like, not only painting like Libyan clothing and mm-hmm. jewelry and so on and so forth, but Libyan scenery? Or do you think you're just going to, or you're going to dabble in other things? Definitely a mix. But do you know what? The, the like last week, I had like a, a canvas that I hated so I painted over it not to waste another one and I was like okay I don't think I can do like a whole new um non-facial portrait on this one but let me try scenery and I tried um a section of this picture that my dad took in Medina Qadima and it just didn't work out (laughs) I was like um no um but I think it was because like I said I was a bit impatient when I was painting it so I didn't, like, I didn't let it dry fully and I painted on top of it and it was just a mess. But that's just, that just comes with practice, really. Right. Because, mm-hmm. like like you've said, like, it just takes time, uh, it takes time for things to become what you expect they them are. to be. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe given time, it'll become nicer than you think. Yeah. And I'm, like, I'm not used to painting tall buildings or like trees and when I was a kid yeah we all did that house tree and sun in the corner and stuff like that (laughs) (laughs) listen we've been through the same thing man but in terms of now give me a canvas and you know I don't know paint the shard or whatever the gherkin and or the eyeball towel whatever it may be I don't think I don't think I would do it like I won't perfect it like how I would if I actually you know put my mind to it and planned it out basically but inshallah in the long run quite branch out so other than other than education um what else are you trying to express uh express through your work I think a bit of myself (laughs) just a bit of myself I feel like I am 
I am a sociable person. I'm not really introverted, like I'm in the middle, but I don't really put my business out there to begin with. So do you know what was so weird when I made the page and I put it on public? That felt weird to me because <laughs> my my obviously my private page is, is not public. So when I, you know, got I didn't even get requests. That's the weird thing. It's just like so and so started following you. So and so liked your thing. So and so sent you sent you a DM, whatever. So I feel like I'm starting to be more open and showing that in my paintings. Just yeah, kind of exploring myself as I'm painting. If that makes sense. There's a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that I didn't realize about myself, especially during this lockdown, where I was like, okay, maybe I am like this, or maybe I did realize, but I just didn't want to admit it. Do you know what I mean? So right. even when it comes to abstract art, that is something personal to me so I'm not your average girl who paints you know real life faces and stuff like that I will splash a bit of ink I will do like I used to my favorite bit about painting was getting you know like a leafer the sponge <laughs> and dipping it into paint and just doing that as the background just to give it texture like I'm that person who just yeah just tries to ex uh, portray and present myself to you on the canvas is there, is there any emotions that you express through your work that none of us can tell? Um, a lot of <laughs> a lot of anger when I'm when I'm very impatient. Yes, but <laughs> um, like if the piece is personal, like you know, of my my mum or my grandmother or um, another relative that I painted, whatever, definitely a lot of emotion, especially when so before. <laughs> Before I start the painting, I will sit down and I, I will ask my mom, you know, like, because there's a lot of people in our photo albums that I actually have no idea who they are. So I'll be like, who is this? And why are they in the picture? And, you know, like, who are they to me? And stuff like that. So when I actually get told the stories and the background of that photo itself, when I come to paint it, it's all in my head. But when I post it, it's, you know, painted a photo of my mom, which obviously is personal, but not it's not on the same wavelength as when I was painting it and the process behind that there's more emotion internally when than there someone, is externally. when it's someone you're related to especially yeah. Like, yeah you can't really tell from looking at the photo or looking at something how much time and energy was directed into it you know 100% yeah um like on average on average how long does it take for you to, to, finish to finish a painting or think of an idea and then go straight to the canvas? So I think a lot of people can agree with me, especially the creatives, that I think of the best and most random ideas at like 3, 4 a.m. And I will get up and I will start drawing it and I will start painting it. But sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes that's not the reality. How many times have I drawn something and actually started painting it so in my head I was like okay there's no going back but I look at it and I'm like this is not it so I'll come back to it two weeks later or even I don't even remember but the one that I did of the man and the line drawing of the camel behind him mm -hmm. yeah, yeah that one when I first started painting it I actually despised it because it was it was the first painting of a man that I did in a very long time that's the first thing um so you know when I was like uh there's no jewelry to paint on here this is a bit weird <laughs> but um but my favorite part was then the formula that I painted because you know at least some it's not detail but 
there's that adds an element to it it is detailed but like, yeah exactly some like an addition to it kind of thing um I could add that and then slowly I said okay I haven't painted animals like in a very long time so I, I was like let me change it up and make it just a line line painting so with that piece I don't I think it took me three months overall to start it and complete it because I just kept going back to it sometimes I'd look at it like I don't like this um but as I've mentioned before and even on my post that one important thing that I was taught by my teacher is that whatever you paint and you think you finished just hang it up well put it far away and just look at it from far you need that perspective because as you're painting you know every bit that's gone into it you know every mistake you know every cover-up you know you know everything that's dried and you've tried to hide it so when you stand far away it kind of blocks that out for you do you do you show like your parents or your siblings do you go like um what do you guys think before you post it or Listen, do you, or do you get minute, any opinions from others before you do anything with it i have now become that person that finishes the painting and says look at my work fam <laughs> look at what I look at what I painted but before when I first started I definitely did ask people what they think and you know should I post this is it worthy and stuff like that but that was before when you were you know self-doubting yourself and overthinking and like I said you know you know every mistake so when they imagine like no one said no but if someone did say no you the first thing you think of is that little mistake and you're like oh they're right I'm not gonna post it but I haven't, yeah, I haven't really done that in a very long time. And I sometimes I feel the need to do it. So sometimes I finish a painting, I'm like, okay, let me ask someone for their opinion. Um, but I stop myself. And I, I'm happy I started doing that because I kind of remind myself that I did it for me to begin mm -hmm. with. So your comments, yes, and your support and everything is, is a bonus, but it comes within kind of thing so I don't really do that anymore with my parents <laughs> and my siblings yes they're very tired of me um I make it like a whole gallery in my house so <laughs> it's kind of by force see like um it's I think you got to be a certain level of confident to just do it because uh, uh with anything I do nowadays I still gotta like think and show somebody and go yo like what do you think of this or listen to this what, yeah. do you, what are your Just thoughts you like know a second opinion right because mm -hmm. sometimes well like especially with 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 talking sometimes i mean you take it away other people don't take it the same way you know exactly. so yeah. that's why like i like some things mean a lot to me some things like i, I can say i do just like it's a passing thing but others take it a different way so yeah with certain people, you'll take their opinions very personally. Yeah. But with others, it's it's just there, like, you know, thank you for your comment or whatever. Right. But in that, I do agree with the level of confidence also because it kind of links with finding your style. Because when I did, like, I don't know if it's a Libyan thing, but a lot of extended family members would start sending me other people's work and they'd be like, why don't you do this? Mm. And I think, like... Sometimes I think, you know, when I am in a good place and they just want me to maybe like, I don't know, they like that and they want to see it in my style maybe. But at the same time, I, I don't really like it, you know. So it's like, why are you sending me someone else's artwork that's way completely different to my style and you're asking me to do it that way? 
it makes no sense. But sometimes I don't know if, if they know what they're thinking. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes Libyans just speak without thinking. Yeah. There's a there's a little comment here and there. It mm-hmm. just said just passing, you know, like some words mean like like I was saying, like it's just deeper to us than it is to other. There's different contexts that you can take different things, which is one of the reasons why it took me so long to do what I do. Mm-hmm. It's because I, like, I was like, ooh, like if I say something, it'll be taken out of context if I do this. Yeah, ooh. yeah. You know, like, do you feel like with it? You, you're speaking. Right. Yeah. Did you feel like it was the same way with you? Like, did you, did it take you so long to be, be a public page because you were worried of? Like what how things would, would be taken. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of like my paintings, that was actually on the canvas. No, because you know that's my ideas, my expressions, my my experiences from brush to canvas. But when it comes to um, captioning it, maybe. So like like my latest piece I keep referring to because that was the longest caption of my life, where I like noted down every jewelry piece and stuff in my head after I posted that I did think although I did my research and I asked someone I know and someone I trust I did have that second guess where I was like I just know someone is gonna comment and be like that's not how you spell it or that's not what it is or whatever it is and the other thing that I feared was someone actually commenting in Jbedi which I don't understand do you know what I mean so (laughs) that I would have felt yeah, that I would have agreed with, agreed with. But in terms of like my painting of what people say about what I paint, no. But I think that's because I, yeah, I just grew to be confident, really. Right. Because that, that, that was the one thing, like I also feared like someone saying something, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you'll just look like the fool because you won't, <laughs> you don't know what they're talking about. Because uh, like culture is a very touchy subject, mm-hmm. um, and so is like religion um, yes, and politics. Like those things that are very very touchy, you know. Um, some people like some things are black and white, but there's also yeah. the gray area, right? So yeah. some things they some things that are عادي عندك أنت ولا عندك أنتي شخص تاني ما يمشيش عند الحال. You know? Yeah, and Naadi, like it's, it's opinion. Yeah. Right. So I'd say it's, uh, it was, I feel like in your case, it's I, like it makes sense why you'd be very worried, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that you're not. Otherwise, we wouldn't yeah. be seeing half the work that you do today. Yeah, that's that's true. But there's, like I've told you, it's a long, ongoing process that just doesn't end. But when, like during quite like the very beginning of my stages, I still have canvases behind me that I just like, I'm like, no one's going to see this. Like, I don't, I don't feel confident in it. Um, Or I didn't like how it turned out sometimes. Like what I think, you know, how I said, like I have ideas like 3am that feeling feels right. But sometimes when I rant, when I start something randomly, more time, it just doesn't go to plan. Right. So there's colors that I would have said, oh, this would have actually suited it better. Why mm-hmm. did I pick that? Or like this skin tone or yeah, this color dress, or maybe I'll do gold jewelry and, and then I'll be like, oh, silver would have suited it better. And with, especially with the like shiny kind of acrylic 
paints, yes, you can paint over other acrylic um, colours, but the shiny ones are very difficult because it will still, you can still see it. Um, once, <laughs> this was a really bad experience, but I remember I did like a calligraphy piece where the font, um, I chose gold and then I realised, no, this doesn't look nice because the background colour was light to begin with. So the gold, when it started shining, was just like blinding my eyes. And then I was like, okay, I'm gonna try black. <laughs> I'm gonna try black, and so I went over it, and it just ruined the whole piece. Uh, sometimes I have that feeling where I was just like, I should have just stuck to my initial idea. Sometimes. That's what I remember you doing. That's what it started. When I started following you, you, you used to do calligraphy. Yeah. Like, do you still do that, or have you stopped? Or I, I haven't done it like for a minute, but. Um, I definitely haven't stopped. I feel like um, I feel like in Ramadan, inshallah, I'll, it'll be you know a lot more common on my page. Um, but I remember when I did a giveaway, I did I did the calligraphy giveaway. But that's that's the thing. So I thought calligraphy paintings would be best for a giveaway because it's a bit more universal and you know I guess a lot of people understand it. Whatever. But if I did like a Libyan painting for a Libyan. giveaway, yeah, but what's good is that I have a lot of non-Libyan followers that love it but just that initial idea to myself it just made sense to go with calligraphy but yeah calligraphy was a much harder process like I tell you portraits for me were hard but calligraphy was even harder but that mainly started um so when I was younger in Arabic school um alhamdulillah my handwriting was very neat <laughs> and um can't relate no <laughs> sorry man sorry um but yes, my handwriting was very neat and my teachers were like, oh, mashallah, your handwriting. And they'll make me do imla for the sake of it, just to read it. Um, and then growing up, I was like, that was a weird stage of my life. Like, why am I loving my handwriting too much? And then I just, obviously, because that was written in Arabic as well. So then I just tried to practice it. And I didn't, when I just started calligraphy, I didn't look into the different calligraphy fonts and stuff. So I just did the general one, really. Um, but yeah, it took took a lot of time, and and you see nowadays that calligraphy pieces are like somewhat vibrant and very in your face kind of thing. I was actually the opposite. I I love simple colors. I love like two, three colors on one canvas. I don't really like all of that bright neon pink purple look. Do you know what I mean? Even I your own work is minimalistic in general. Yeah, I'm. I guess that reflects who I am because I am very simple, mate. Like, I can't express that. I, a lot of things would be really nice to others, but to me, I'd like, turn it down. Yeah. <laughs> um, even for Libis, you know, I yeah. can't, I have to dress accordingly, like two colours, two, three colours max, black always. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so with calligraphy, I just, I just wanted to, to keep it really minimal but I was seeing the opposite so that's again comparison I was like not wow not a lot of people are liking my simple work but they're loving the very abstract um calligraphy pieces out there and stuff so I took a like I took a break from that and then I came back and I did that do you remember the calligraphy piece on like a big canvas that I did with and it was just blue it was just bright blue and I think that was the first calligraphy, calligraphy, sorry, piece that the Libyan creative posted of me. Yes. That, I remember you, listen, you've been 
a supporter from day one, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I tried that out, you know, after looking at other people's work of bright colours and stuff. Um, but funnily enough, I didn't love it 100%. But I, I said, let me put it out there because at that time I was trying to grow as well. So I said, let me put it out there. And that was the first piece that everyone just loved. But after that, I, I still went back to my simple calligraphy pieces just for the sake of me loving my work as well and feeling comfortable in it. I had totally forgotten that you did calligraphy until you mentioned it. Do you know it. what? I was like, wow, this guy, did this guy forget? But at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I want to mention it because that was a, a rough journey. <laughs> that, that was such a... I feel like time just goes really, really fast. And then when you look back at it now, you're like, wow, that was that long ago. It's been like two, three years. Oof. Yeah, yeah. And I and I do that when I look through my archives and my old posts and stuff. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> but it's just it's just practice and patience and as cliche as that sounds, yeah. Definitely. It has to sound cliche. They're cliche for a reason. Everybody says it because they're they're true. Yeah, but you know what's mad? Like, you know, like I, I used to watch like X Factor and Britain's Got Talent and they're like, you know, how long have you been singing? And they're like, my whole life. And I'm like, stop lying. What do you mean? <laughs> you weren't, you know, <laughs> you didn't come out the room, you know, with your vocals like that. But then I come on here and I say I've been painting since I can remember. And that's like, that's fact. Like, it's, it's true. And then I'm like, oh, that sounds really cheesy. But it's true, you know what I mean? Like, there's some things that, like, they, they, there is something, exactly. you know, like, like, talking has been my strong suit since I was a child. Even my mom says it, like, like, out of all my siblings, I, uh, I was the, uh, I was the youngest out of all of them to start speaking. Oh, so, that's good. Yeah, so, you know? Mm. So, Do you know what's really weird? For me, they said the same thing about me. And um, I grew up quite quiet, but now I feel like I chat the most. But I remember when I was young, this is really weird, yeah. But <laughs> I always used to stick my tongue out in my baby pictures. And my granddad always said to my mom, and I was like, where is the correlation? Like, maybe it was just there. <laughs> and they were absolutely right. So, See what I mean? I like, you- like, I felt... Like, and then, like, when I started, like, getting older, like, into uni, like, I felt like, huh? like I'm missing something, you know? And then yeah. this became a thing. So then I was like, ah, now it makes sense. I've been talking this entire time. I was born for this. I, yeah, literally. Like, it's actually getting me somewhere you know like there's there's a meaning behind the words that i'm saying now you know Mm. with me i feel like yes but more in english because like okay yeah you know i am fluent if you would say in arabic but i think i'm good at it until nimshi libya and then that's it i crumble and i just start mixing it like we call it (laughs) arabizi (laughs) <laughs> and I just I thought by the way I thought it was just my family who called it that no 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 um, the entire world calls it Arabizi listen I'm I'm happy um I thought I was embarrassed at myself but yeah I I go to Libya and Inslow and we meet you know find our aunties that we haven't seen for years and we sit with them and they're like so Shimtagri and I'm like okay how do I translate sociology and criminology this is the funny thing because I 
I ask mama when she sit right next to me, which is first a bad look because <laughs> it shows that I don't know how to reply. But secondly, when I translate criminology to Al-Majarima, the way you see their faces drop. <laughs> These men think I'm going to become a fed. They think I'm going to be police. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's all lovely and nice and stuff when you're interacting until you translate that one word for them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happened to me too. Like, like I, I'm, I would like to say I'm fluent in Arabic. Like almost on a daily, if not weekly, basically at least twice, three times a week, like I talk to them. When I from we from Malaysia, like I wish I didn't go have bill like you know, like demon Kellum Bill Arby, if I'm only, you know, um, and then get a little telegraph jam, like she got tagra and then. I'm trying to explain marketing to them. Yes. And it does it's it. always that one question that has it does a problem. It, like marketing, but I'd be like, it's not really a concept mm-hmm. in the Arab world yeah. um, as a whole. So just like, and my cousins, my cousins kept making jokes and mocking it, telling me, and I was like, yeah, just, you know what? Just, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm studying in school, how to be a spins. May I would love that, and I would love to eat it as well. <laughs> um, but uh, finally, Great question, because that has me on the spot now. <laughs> see, here, here's the thing, right? This is what I believe. I really th- like this question, though. When you asked it previously, I said, this is this is really good. Because here, here's what I what I like to believe. Mm-hmm. The person and their art are two separate entities. Yes. Right? Your art is one thing, and yourself is one thing. Your mm-hmm. art derives from you, but it's not a complete... It's not completely like reflection. Yeah. Exactly. 100%. But in some ways, it can be very similar. Like in, in terms of, if I was to compare how, you know, myself and my art, I would say as a person, I can be very impatient. But when I'm painting, I'm very patient. That's, that's like one fat difference that I've learned in myself. But at the same time, I think of it as when I paint, I kind of have to be patient because I can't rush this piece. Mm-hmm. So I've learned to kind of enforce it in myself. And that has kind of reflected on me and, and in some way, like helped me as well to be patient when I'm high art and not high art. But in terms of um, describing... Gosh, you got me on the spot. I'm good. Can I flip it on you and ask you how would you describe my work? <laughs> I think one is simple. Mm-hmm. That one you've said yourself. So yeah. your work is very simple. Like the, it's not too loud. It's not in your face. Like when I look at it, you know, I enjoy oh, that it. makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. It's something that I can repost and confidently like no, that it just looks very oh, nice. Thank you. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's one thing. The other thing um, is it's very educational. I, I, I enjoyed the last piece where you did 
the labeling that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Um, it, cultural is one. The, there's not cultural really <laughs> ele- elegance is not really one that I would use because. Yeah, I thought of that as well. It 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 is elegant, but it's not elegant. You yeah, know? I feel you. I feel you. Again, um, that is very subjective. So right, fair. there's um. I can't think of the word, but um, I feel like although it is minimalistic, it's quite bold. Yes, you know I mean? it's not yeah. in your face, but it's in your face. <laughs> yeah, you, and, um, you know that it's a living yeah. culture straight from the minute you look at it. There's no way someone could look at it and go, "Um, where is this from?" You know? Yeah, definitely. Even and if, if they, they do, I'll be very worried. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what's three words you would describe yourself or the artist? Myself. Okay. Like I told you, like a day ago, I asked my mom this question. <laughs> and her words were, this is Hayat. Like, this is her three words. And I was like, do you know what? I looked at her and I was like, I can't even be mad at you with that one. Because <laughs> it's yucks. Right. Yeah. But this is you. But I, li- but I literally forced it out of her. I said, no, mama, like, hug. what do you think? And she was just throwing random adjectives at me and I said nah man (laughs) she said elegant as well and she said cool and I said that's all lovely and that but I don't agree but um in terms of the painter like I said sadly impatient um is there a word for someone yeah imaginative very imaginative I would say for me um the ideas that I come up with sometimes can be very weird um but I don't, like I said, you guys haven't seen everything that I've painted. Um, so I'd say imaginative, impatient, <laughs> but I need to finish it with a good one now. <laughs> um, trying to look around in this little art room the, that I've got. In the studio. <laughs> in the studio, in quotation marks, it's literally a, a mess. Um, gosh, what can I say? I feel like as a person separate from my art, I'm very bubbly. If that's a if that's an actual term, I'm very bubbly. That is a term. And so <laughs> listen, I studied English lit. This is gonna make me sound so stupid. But um yeah, so in terms of personality wise, that I'm you know, always out here, always busting jokes and very unserious. Um, but that doesn't really reflect on my art. So I guess that's a very separate, separate um time to describe myself that definitely I, I like from talking to you now like it just seems like it makes sense yeah I'm glad yeah when my friends listen to this they'll definitely agree with the last one <laughs> <laughs> I, I think just from knowing you they, they already know that it exists and that it's true 100 percent. like the amount of tiktoks i get sent and saying this is you and it's very crazy <laughs> and now i'm just gonna shift her but there was one of this guy trying to help his friend park the car and he waited until it crashed and then he said eh, khalas, you parked. oh yeah so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, that, yeah i'm that friend <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i am if, if you see the tiktoks that i get um sent and telling me that this is me is uh <laughs> If it's clumsy as well, then I'll I'll be happy as long as I'm not there. I'm I'm very clumsy, but like, like I said, clumsy I'm, but not but not stupid. You know, no, yeah. Trust me. Like I talked about this on the episode of the lab. Um, there's things like 
Wallahi, I don't even understand it. Sometimes it literally, to me, it still boggles my mind. I remember mm-hmm. this like it was yesterday. Like I was wearing, I got a brand new shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and I made sure, like even when I went on the bus, like because when I used to live in Ottawa, like I used to take public transport and I made sure yeah. not to stay anywhere dirty because I didn't want to get my stuff like messy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like my roommate Wasim, he just looks at me, he's like, Shini la dahrak. I'm like, Shini. And I'm like, he's like, there's purple sparkles on the back of your shirt, like glitter glue. And I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? He's like, it's on the back of your shirt. I I went and recounted my entire day. And Mm -hmm. I don't do arts and crafts. I didn't go anywhere dirty. I went from my lecture to the bus to my house. It was definitely on the bus. Public, no, public but like, transport is mad. <laughs> yeah, but like there was nothing. I I was standing on the bus and the bus, like my bus was always empty. Mm. So Mishaarif to this If day, it was a tube in London, I would definitely understand. See what I mean? Like it, still to this day, it makes no sense. So uh, I definitely agree I with you on the cool. clumsy part. Like I can, yeah. and even when I eat, like I'm, I'm very much a child. So. Oh, I can't relate on that one. I can't. <laughs> um, that's another thing. I'm very neat and like a perfectionist when it comes to uh, meat. See, clumsy like, and neat doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's juxtaposition right there. But the thing is, when I'm like the way I used to paint and, you know, coloring books as a kid and stuff, I was that kid who would do it within the line. If I remember I had someone sit next to me, with, I think I was like in year six or something and we had like spare time so we were coloring in and this guy next to me was just scribbling and it really annoyed me and I was just there with a really neat like colored in page but um and what else was I gonna say um but at the same time it's hard to be you know 10 out of 10 with it and very neat as a painter because like everything will somehow get messy you will lose it you know like a paintbrush you will lose a specific paint that you were looking for and again that kind of links in with growing up with a creative family because <laughs> me and my dad share this little room and when he paints and I'm like Baba do not touch this painting it is drying do you know what I mean and then I'll come back and Hajat loves it and I'm like I tell you so it's all fun and lovely and stuff being a part of a creative family and having someone to you know, share your ideas with until you're in that room <laughs> and you can't find the painting that you just did half an hour ago. <laughs> I, uh, I hope some people can relate to that. I think I it's uh, hard for them to relate because not all of us have a supportive backing. Yeah, but it's, it's very hard to relate when, like, Baba is not, you know, very focused on being neat and get oh my god the amount of shirts that he's ruined and I said Baba get an apron or and he stole it for the hand they've got acrylic all over my mom is vexed <laughs> and I'm like Baba I said get a you know I don't know get some gloves if you have to get your own palette get an apron and he'll be like it's fine I'm just improvising man it's all cool but me, that's, just, that's just dads in general and us, it's the same thing. Like, shabashim, mtaal hosh, not labin. Yeah, trust me. I, I, that one I definitely relate to. 
Yeah, 100%. And when you tell them, I remember showing my, uh, this not to do with my art, but <laughs> I remember showing my mom the Nike sliders that I wanted to get a long time ago, which I have now. But when I was searching them, I was like, what do you think? She, she literally called it Ship Ship Hemam, right? And then I told her, watch, come with me. We went into the store and we left with two because she forced me to get her one. I was like, try, try say something now. <laughs> it's now her favorite slipper van. Uh, that I relate to as well. Um, I, I just, like I saw these sandals that I wanted and I thought my mom wouldn't agree with them and then she ended up liking them and then now we have matching pairs. That is so adorable. <laughs> um, At least she doesn't have to finesse your one. No, no, exactly. Because she was like, oh, those look nice. Get me a pair. So, um, yeah, and I, for I, them, it I might like not them. look nice at first, but it's so comfortable. Yeah, yeah I, I try going agree. to Libya and wearing socks and sliders. You're they will mock you. <laughs> <laughs> also, agree with that one. Uh, yeah, uh, like I'll me and my mom, it. me and my mom wear the socks and the sandals like that I bought, like for, like me and her have. Oh, your um, mom rocks it as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and my dad's like, like, what are you guys doing, right? Yeah. Uh, so that I I also understand. But, when your dad um, jumps on the wave, he'll understand. He won't <laughs> trust me. Um, but thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Hayat, for being here. Um, it was a pleasure, man. Thank you. Uh, inshallah, inshallah, fun. we'll see uh, more of your work very, very soon. Inshallah, thank you so much, and thank you for being there from day one, man. Uh, no, no, I, don't, I feel like I don't say it enough, <laughs> but honestly, <laughs> uh, like I've said before, like um, supporting um, creative Libyans is something that I that I was doing already. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? Let's create something where they can be them and not have to worry, you know, and where they're yeah. able to express themselves other than their work and, you know, share who they want to be. Really? Are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've got my, you've got my on serious side on record. <laughs> <laughs> A side that no one usually sees. Yeah. Or yeah. Especially now that we're in lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> But if you're special, you'll get a, a voice note here and there of me screaming, <laughs> trying to voice my opinion <laughs> and express my anger. But yeah, other than that, thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you very much. My name is Zardin Treki, and this was episode four of season two of Kulna Tuhaf. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.